Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. bunch of predictions about the Real Housewives in New York because um, it was one of the things we spilled in the Bravo tea. Ebony had made a comment about how Ramona shouldn't be fired. Little did I know Bravo was going to turn around today and give the people what they wanted and let us know some huge Real Housewives of New York news. So something told me yesterday not to make this episode live yet and I'm so glad I listened because now we could do a little bit of side-by-side and, and see what I said. I feel like I came somewhat close to their plans. Somewhat close. Not exactly. But um, I'm going to have that in there. So you're in for an interesting episode today. It's literally my first time I've ever had to go back and re-record something before I published. So enjoy. We're all learning together here. Hi, babe. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. I'm your host and Bravo Bestie. Diana Jebbia. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. If you've been listening and you haven't followed yet, I'm not mad at you, but if you still don't, we're, we're going to have a little beef, so make sure you go do that. Hey, while you're on Instagram, make sure you show Believe some love at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. They got some new handles New for 2022. We love to see it. How has your week been? Not too bad. It was really low key for me. I didn't do anything super crazy this weekend. Do you ever like suffer from FOMO? I sound like I'm like some sort of ad. Um, you remember on Vanderpump Rules where Stassi was like FOMO Bo and he had to do everything? That's how I am sometimes because. I'm always doing so much, getting my hands into so much, and I'm like, oh, I need to relax. And then finally, when I relax on the weekend, like, I get mad at myself. I get, like, FOMO. So that's unhealthy. But the long and short of that was, was, is, is, I did relax this weekend. Low-key, cleaned my apartment, made a good batch of sauce. Um, Yeah, so I hope you had a pretty great weekend as well. Lots going on in the Bravo universe that we have to spill the Bravo tea about. I want to get right into it because this week's latest drama involves a dress. And no, it's not like the what color dress is this, blue and black or white and gold, which I don't know about you. I hate to bring up something that we've long settled. But for me, I remember like it changing. And I don't mean like someone showed a different picture. Like I remember one time looking at it and seeing the colors like change before my eyes. So sorry to give you, you know, trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder, not to make light of that uh, based on the dress. But remember when that was a thing? Oh, my God. Now, another dress is at the center of Bravo drama, and it involves Shannon Bedore, Real Housewives of Orange County, and Bones, who is a designer on Project Runway. So he was supposed to have designed Shannon's, I was going to say wedding dress, no, reunion dress for this season of the OC reunion. And if you've seen any of the pictures, she's the best dressed one. 
She looks phenomenal. She's wearing, I don't want to call it like a coral pink. It's its a little bit rosier than a coral, but um, it's a pink like beaded dress. But that is not the dress that Bones designed for her. She's wearing something different. And here's where the drama comes into play. He had designed a yellow dress for her, um, and it just didn't work. So Page Six has now posted three articles, not one, not two, but three articles about this because Bones, um, he went live on Instagram last night and added his input to it, which not to generalize, but I feel like if you're a Bravo star, like he was on Project Runway and, you know, you have a fashion designer personality, they like to like make their opinion known, you know, that's part of being in the fashion world, like being known, being, what's the word I'm looking for? Like outspoken, outgoing. So he had to put his two cents in. So page six is like, yeah, we need two more articles about a freaking dress. Um, Let me read you from their first one when the whole news about this dress came out. There are some like really interesting quotes from there. So I don't, I forgot if I mentioned this before already, but he had designed a dress for Shannon on Project Runway and she's like, yeah, you can design a custom dress for the reunion. So according to this page six article, she flew him to California. Like she paid for it, put him up in a nice hotel and took him to dinner. Um, but when it came time for him to show her the gown, it was a complete mess. The source told us, this is where the quotes get good. The source told us, us being page six, that the dress Bones presented to Bedore was a horrific yellow that didn't stretch like she wanted and revealed every wrinkle. It also draped across the bodice and gathered at the side, which would have only accented Bedore's midsection. The dress, which will presumably never see the light of day, which is wrong because Bones actually posted a picture in his story, which I'm going to do a reel about it. Um... Probably tonight, so you'll probably see it before this episode comes out. Um, because I record the episode a day before. Just, you know, explaining how that works. Anyway, the dress, which will presumably never see the light of day, included yellow netting that made Bedore look like she had, quote, been caught in an avocado bag. <laughs> been caught in an avocado bag. Can we just... The shade of whoever the source is? Like, is the source Tamara Judge? Oh my God, that's so rude. It was one of the ugliest reunion dresses our insider shared. Nothing was finished. The hem was fraying everywhere. Um, and then it goes on to say, we're told the House of Bones designer did very little to fix his creation, leaving Madure having spent thousands of dollars for no results. The source also said production told the Real for Real founder that, oh, I guess that's um, Bones, that her dress was unusable and sent a member of the team to her house to grab something from her closet while another PA went to a local store to buy a dress, which is what she ended up wearing. Um, hot damn. So then the next article... Um, it's Bones reacting and he said he knew it wasn't going to work, but he's extremely grateful to Bedore for the experience. Um, he went live. He said, I had a vision for Shannon's reunion dress, but for various reasons, it didn't turn out the way he, we wanted it to. Despite what took place with the dress leaving set that day, I thought we all felt very happy and accomplished with the final result. I hope we can work together again in the future. And, oh, okay, sorry. That was about his, like, Instagram post. Then Page Six did another article based on his reaction to the live. 
now he's getting a little sassier. And it's not to, to, to be clear, I'm not against phones. I'm not trying to be shady about him. Like this, I'm putting myself in his shoes, right? And you have this amazing opportunity and it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. We don't know why it didn't work out. Um, maybe it'll say that in this article. So he's probably trying to do damage control. He's upset. He wants his side of the story out there. So I get it. I get it. He's just got a personality on him, which is fine. Um, he said, me and who I am and who the full world has seen on TV, I don't do whack shit, Bones Jones. Bones Jones said in a two-hour Instagram live, adding that he cried to his mom about it. Aw, I would have too. He also added, um, as a strong black man that I am, and not to throw race in it, but race is always in it. I feel crazy as this black man in this room, not showing up to my job properly. And Bedore is literally about to be in tears, too. I would be in tears, too. Oh, I feel bad for him. It just sounds like an unfortunate situation, but this is the part I don't like. He said, um, or the article says, despite not wanting to put out wax shit, Jones 30 said he was going to simply let fans believe he designed the beat address instead of giving the credit to the actual designer, Alice and Olivia. I was going to let everyone think what they wanted to think and the people who knew or the, and the people who were there knew what was going on, knew what was going down. I was just going to let it be. Um, so we were saying like people were messaging, oh, the dress is so amazing. I would just be like, she looked incredible. Right. And leave it at that. That's not cool. I don't know. It's one thing. Of course, it's really sad, like I said, and I'm, I really do feel bad that his original design for Shannon didn't work out. But that doesn't give you full license to go and, and take responsibility for a dress you didn't design. I'm sure he is a designer. If someone were to do that to him, he wouldn't be OK with that. So I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, oh, Shannon actually commented. I wanted to support new talent and I wanted him to succeed, Bedore told us, page six. But he tried something new and unfortunately it didn't work. That's all we get on this dress. Hopefully we learn more about it. I don't know if they're going to mention it on the reunion. I don't think they would just because we're getting the news about it now and the reunion was already pre-filmed. But like I said, I'm going to have a picture of the dress um, on a reel that should be up by the time this episode comes out. And the saying that she got caught in an avocado bag, it's probably accurate. Um, he wrote a caption on the post on the story. It said, the dress in discussion. It was a picture of his friend trying on the dress. With help from my friend, this was made two days before I left to Cali with three measurements. That's all he said. So I don't know if he's implying that Shannon didn't give him enough time and or information to work with. I don't know. I hope their, their friendship isn't, you know, torn apart over this I hope she can give him another shot I, I would understand if she's feeling a little bit iffy but also I'm I'm rooting for bones I just it's sad it's sad it really would have been cool to see a project runways designers look on a housewife especially one who it had succeeded in the past but we'll see what you know the future brings for these two maybe he could design an opening dress look I think that would be cute Shannon you should give bones another shot all right, this is where we're going to spill the new Bravo tea about The Real Housewives in New York City. The official news from Bravo, they're rebooting The Housewives in New York City with a new cast, and they're launching a second Roni with X-Stars. This news came out um, on Variety today, straight from Bravo. So I'm just going to read a little bit from their article. Um, 
their reasoning behind this, according to the article, quote, takes into account everything that our passionate audience has really been telling us over the last year. And this is from Andy Cohen. Um, it involves rebooting and recasting the series, most likely from scratch, and launching a second Roni series featuring former stars. Um, that's going to be interesting. So you'll see when you listen to my prediction, I said that they should bring back some of the older cast members. Stupidly, I don't remember mentioning Dorinda. What am I doing here without Dorinda? Shame on me. I think she's definitely someone that should come back. I think I had mentioned Jill. I've seen rumors of Tinsley coming back. That would be awesome. I love Tinsley. So, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, there's no official title for the new show yet, according to Variety. Um, Andy Cohen said it's being referred to internally as Roni Throwback or Roni Legacy. Interesting. Um little more tea from them. Cohen declined to say who might be on that show, but does expect Jill Zarin to be the first person to call him. Affecting a perfect Zarin imitation, Cohen said, Jill's going to be like, am I getting my apple back? Which yesterday I did say um, that she she should come back and she's going to be on Ultimate Girls Trip too. So that's her perfect entree back into the Housewives series. So there you have it. I think this will be something to look forward to. I'm excited to see where this is going. Um, I think it's a perfect segue for the Housewives series because a lot of them, not to sound ageist, but I think they're aging out as far as their lives are in different spots where the newer wives are, newer spots from the lives of the newer wives are. So it's that can be a little bit of an awkward dynamic. So I think this would be a great test run to kind of give them the legacy role and then bring in newer wives. Um, I think this is something that definitely could be applied to future franchises so I hope it's a success and I can't wait. And now you can listen to my original prediction. Apparently, everyone thinks that Ramona should be fired from the Real Housewives of New York City besides boomers, no offense, um, and Ebony Williams. Yeah. So she is uh, saying that she doesn't see any reason why Ramona should be fired. Let me get the direct quote from page six. She said, if I'm just looking at what was on the show, I don't think anything on the show warrants the firing of Ramona. That is my opinion. Um, haha. Oh, she like made the joke about Tamara. That's my opinion. Um, and she actually thinks that getting rid of Ramona could put the Real Housewives ecosystem at risk. Um, she said that Andy Cohen kind of speaks to this in different interviews, and I agree with him. Ramona's way of thinking and the way she presents on the show is very representative of a significant portion of our country. Okay, so it's just like she represents the more conservative view. Um, oh, Ebony added, which this is interesting, if the answer is, well, we don't like that or we're going to decide that it's not mainstream and we're going to silence it, Williams continues, then personally I think that's where radicalization and other really dangerous things take place. Which I can somewhat agree, you know, with like we don't want to silence, sorry, adjusting, we don't want to silence everyone even if their opinion isn't popular but there comes a line where there's like popular opinions and harmful opinions and certainly some views she's expressed on the real housewives like when she didn't want to mask up during covid that's harmful because obviously at the time she was putting people's health at risk um this was still when the outbreak was very new and she ended up getting covid anyway um, and then another reason why I think she should be fired was this is last season. She kind of halted the plot, in my opinion. 
So when Ebony was trying to explain herself, which like she shouldn't have to, but when she was trying to explain her point of view with the election and obviously the important racial tension going on throughout the show, Ramona didn't want any of it. And it's just like she was holding up the plot. It's kind of like I vaguely remember, look at me trying to to make a, a sports reference here. I love hockey and I feel like there's a ref penalty like delay of game or some shit like that. So like Ramona should be penalized for delaying the game. You know what I mean? But we'll see. There, I don't even think there's a word of if New York is coming back for another season. I really think they're back to the drawing table on that one. Who would you like to see from the past return to New York City? I know a lot of people like Bethany. I personally don't because she blocked me. Um, I love all the charity work she's doing. She does phenomenal things with Be Strong. But that's where it stops for me. She's someone I used to love and no longer. So she's not the one that I think should come back. I think it would be cool to see Jill Zarin come back. And Jill is coming back for season two of Ultimate Girls Trip. So that would be a nice segue in if they decided to bring back the Real Housewives in New York City for another season. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe that's like on the table and that's why it's taking so long. So um, I've seen a lot of people posting that they would love Alex and Simon back, which they were like so awkward, but that's what was great about them. They really hold that nostalgia there for the Housewives in New York City season one. And I think having some of the older blood and not like older like Ramona or Lou, like some of the original cast members just be with Leah like that would be interesting to see that dynamic so I really hope it does come back with some of our old favorites I also don't think Carol should return I think her time is up I just had to add that in I would like to see what was her name Kristen Kristen Takeman with the blonde hair I don't know I feel like her time was a little short I really enjoyed the season she was on I think she would fit in with Leah and Ebony let's bring Kristen back shall we we should write to someone Hey, bestie, let's talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Now, a lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight Uners finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engage with the program cap the weight off for a year or more. Wow. So start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. All right, I think that's really all the Bravo tea I had to spill. There really isn't much new. Um, Obviously, last episode was dedicated to the Bubba split in entirety. 
The only new news there is that Katie did a podcast episode of her show, You're Gonna Love Me, about it. And she said it was very difficult, but it's something she had been thinking about for a long time. It was her decision, but they're okay. I did a reel about it on my page. You can check it out. Um, And they went out for drinks together and everything seems to be fine. So we'll see. We'll see. How about we get into this summer house recap, which I know on last week's episode, um, I went into the little preview we saw, but like that was only a glimpse at the argument that Austin Kroll started, which I have to um, give a shout out to Millennial Horror Story on Instagram. So I did a reel, as I always do, about like how Austin was the worst and he started the biggest fight in summer house history. And millennial horror story commented he needs to crawl like austin crawl his way into a hole and i'm like yeah yes that was amazing and it's so true first of all as i mentioned in that reel he doesn't even go here he doesn't so it's like he's causing drama on this show and a lot of people are saying well without him there would be no summer house this season i disagree summer house was able to stand on its own two feet long before austin brought his slimy self up north from from south obviously <laughs> so i think we could have figured something out there without him just emotions running high all over the place we have Paige yelling at Austin we have Lindsay yelling at Paige we have Sierra upset we have Danielle yelling at anyone who might be remotely bad at Lindsay remotely mad at Lindsay not bad at Lindsay um another opinion I've seen thrown around is that Danielle is a really good friend and I'm gonna disagree because at this point yes it was Lindsay's birthday but she was acting like a fool and obviously I say on this podcast that a true bestie will be honest with their friend. And now I don't think she should have been like, Lindsay, cut it out. You're acting like a moron on your birthday. That's a little bit too harsh. But she should have maybe like diffused the situation somehow, you know, like brought her in here like, oh, we're going to go take shots or, oh, I've got this great new party game to kind of diffuse the situation instead of just aggravating things and adding more fuel to the fire, which caused a bigger argument at the birthday party. So I'm going to disagree that Danielle was a good friend there. I think she has some work to do. I am team Paige on this one, which I don't know. I see a very mixed opinion on that in some groups I'm in. But here's why. Obviously, Sierra kind of dug herself into this hole, into the crawl hole, because she blindly threw her faith into someone who is clearly not who he says he is. But who hasn't done that, right? Who hasn't wanted to be with someone so badly that you hope for the best in him and you kind of ignore the signs when he repeatedly lets you down or she, we don't discriminate here at the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. And that's what Sierra's doing. She probably saw Austin coming into a town like this is it. It's going to be like winter house all over again. It's the same environment. We're going to fall in love and it's going to finish the way we hoped it would have finished or she would have hoped it finished in Vermont. And that's clearly what didn't happen. So she is disappointed. Do I think she should have like ragged on him like we need to talk. We need to talk. We need to talk at the party. No, but again, I can empathize with that because I've just been in the position where like I wanted things situated and I want them situated now when the better thing to do for everyone involved would have been to let it breathe and maybe there would have been a different outcome. I don't know if there would have been a different outcome 
as far as them being together in this situation, but it definitely would have, you know, diffused any fights. But, you know, maybe that's what we needed on this episode. Major points to Andrea, as always. He's a little cutie pie. I freaking love him. Um, He follows me on Instagram. I mentioned that before. And, like, earlier he posted a little story of him filming his interview and I just applaud reacted it I didn't think he was gonna say anything back and he sent me like three party horns and a smiley face so I don't know like Andrea once you are nice to me if you are a human being and you are nice to me I will support you to the death I will be your biggest fan so like Andrea as the Toy Story crew says you got a friend in me okay um he really showed a lot of growth from winter house i did a winter rehouse over the past couple of weekends i didn't do a winter house i did a winter house rewatch over the past couple of weekends and i remember my feelings that i initially brought up that i'm like oh andrea's a fuck boy because remember he was kind of messing with Paige's heart in the beginning of winter house and then he softened up you know that got triggered but there was so much growth because he admitted in this episode you know i did it and it's not cool that austin's doing it to sierra and Lindsay. so like 10 points to you Andrea Denver, you go, Andrea Denver. You win all the prizes. Do Pasco. Do collect $200. Collect $400. Why not? Land on free parking. There's an extra $500 in it for you. That's all the Monopoly references I have. Anyway, I... <laughs> the too long didn't read of it, of it all. I'm siding with Paige on this one because... Lindsay should know better at this point. I feel like Lindsay was just using the excuse of it's my birthday. I can do whatever I want. And although I feel slightly hypocritical for saying that because you know me, I love a birthday. I go hard for a birthday. It doesn't make it an excuse to hurt people's feelings, which she clearly was doing to Sierra, right? And she didn't get along with Sierra from Winterhouse, so it felt like it was just like, ha here's my revenge for Austin choosing you in the Winterhouse. It's the icing on my birthday cake, which had tacos and Plan B on it. So dumb. I'm sorry, I'm not judging anyone's, like, sex life, but, like, I don't know, I just thought that was dumb. She's very much trying to be a character of herself. You know what I mean? Like, she has a shtick and she's sticking to it, which I've done that too in the past. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just I have so much beef with her because I see a lot of my past insecurities in Lindsay and how she's acting and just partying and like, woo, hot up summer and like making a complete mess of herself on TV. But she's with Carl now. So, hopefully, she's changed because, again, Carl is a gem. And if she hasn't changed, like, we, we need to stop that. But yeah, Austin wakes up and chooses chaos because he starts this rift between the whole house. You know, even Luke gets involved in it. Luke is like, I was the fuck boy last season. And like, props to you, Luke. You know, I went hard on you last season on this podcast. I really did. Um, Actually, when I first started this podcast, that was the first show I recapped on here. And I went at Luke. I called him a fuck boy. I was mad at him. I said he led Hannah on. But now he's realizing the error of his ways. So it seems like there's a lot of growth in Summer House, but for some reason it can't get through to Austin. Uh, Austin's response to Luke trying to show him the light was, why don't you go make some maple syrup? Which, like, fine, it's far better than anything you've done on the show, Austin. You, like, made beer, and I don't see that being sold anywhere, so... I'm going to go buy a bottle of Luke's syrup that's not for sale. I don't know. I'm just I feel like I've had it with Austin. 
I know a couple of episodes ago um, when Blake Adam was on this podcast, which you definitely should go listen to that if you haven't. He's so much fun. He's everyone's favorite Capricorn. He was like, there, you know, I'm not for people trying to kick Bravo Liberties off of a show if they haven't done anything like, you know, in poor taste or like morality or, you know, problematic is the word I'm looking for. But in this situation, I think Austin should be kicked off Summer House. He can stay on Southern Charm. That's his grass. That's his lane. But Summer House, leave it to the pros. And that ain't you. There's actually a petition, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, against someone else I've had on this podcast. So you should check out that episode if you haven't already. Um, I don't know if he started it, but he did share it. So... I haven't signed it yet, but I think I'm going to sign it. Sorry, Austin. It's like literally get Austin Kroll off Summer House, which I think it's time. He hasn't done anything good for the season. Um, Another point I wanted to bring up about this episode is Maya. Like, I just wanted to hug her. She has turned out to be one of the best cast members on the show. She's very relatable. She's coming out of that five-year engagement to someone who was on Top Chef. You know, we love another cross-Bravo universe reality thing. Can't remember the word. Crossover. Jeez. Just crossover. A Bravo crossover. And she's trying to step into dating with someone new who was at the party. And she reveals she doesn't love herself, which was so hard to watch. Um, Paige and Amanda in that situation just were like, oh, you don't love this about yourself? Like, what do you mean? And I feel like we were all Paige and Amanda in that situation. But a lot of us watching were probably Maya too, right? I know I'm Maya. I know uh, as I move on every day, there are things about myself that I'm learning to love. Like for a while, I didn't think I was pretty enough or like I thought I was too much and people got annoyed by me. But like this is stuff as I'm getting older that I'm learning to embrace and I'm learning to see the positives about. So for Maya to go through that on camera, like huge applause for her. I really hope that Bravo does bring her back. But speaking of the new cast members, did you notice that um, Alex is nowhere to be seen again? So this is now two weeks in a row. We know he was here because he was posting about it on Instagram. His costume for Lindsay's birthday party was really cool. It was like a big bad wolf thing. And he wasn't there. There are rumors, and I don't know how true they are, so like, don't take this as fact, but there are rumors that, um, that he was cut out of the episode so they didn't have to pay him, which I think is kind of shitty because if he was there, he should be in it. But I guess that's how they're allegedly saving money these days. Like, who knows? Um, one thing I realized I forgot to add which I should have earlier, like even though I said I was on Paige's side, and I don't know how I forgot to mention this, um, Sierra throwing a bottle at, um, at, where am I from, at Danielle and Lindsay, um, that's not acceptable. You know, violence is never the answer, especially violence because of an idiot from South Carolina. So I wasn't okay with that. I think there should be some sort of apology made. You know, um, Danielle said in an interview, I don't remember where, but she did say that Sierra hasn't apologized yet. So, like, she should really step up and own up to that one. So, yeah, everything else, like, I kind of side with Sierra about that just because Lindsay's being super, like, the worst and, like, look at me and this and he's my best friend and I love him. And it's just, like, how much friggin' attention do you need? Like, stop. Um... But yeah, 
the the whole throwing a bottle at someone that's not okay that's never okay so that should have been addressed maybe it will be addressed maybe um well i think at the reunion whenever that is that definitely will be addressed clearly there's a lot more we have to look forward to this season um they have been bringing the drama someone should give these cast members a raise including alex because he's doing some work too y'all are just allegedly cutting him out um you know it's amazing how far this show has come it's definitely the new Vanderpump Rules. Like, Vanderpump Rules used to serve this much. And I remember when we looked at Summer House, we were like, oh, we kind of got tricked into watching the show. But now how the tables have term, turned and what once was the Risen now has fallen and they kind of switched places. So looking forward to the remainder of the season of Summer House. Hey, before we go, why don't we do some hate mail? Because I got a really funny one this week. Um, so I did a reel about how The Bachelor has now made Jesse Palmer the official host of The Bachelorette instead of Caitlin and Tasha. And my opinion is that Caitlin and Tasha, or at least Caitlin, should have been uh, named the host, right? It feels almost like ABC has learned nothing. They made another white guy the host. I thought he brought nothing to this season. He was very polished. He didn't help Clayton. Um, but I'm, that's another topic for another day. Anyway, someone commented, no one cares, which is my favorite comment because like you're obviously care if you cared enough to comment. So I wrote that awkward moment when you care enough to comment. And he wrote, I commented to let you know your ass needs to go out and do something with yourself instead of people bugging people about your TV show problems. Lame. <laughs> to which I responded, I get paid for this. Which, you know, like, I don't exactly get paid for this, but, like, you know what I mean. Like, I, it is part of my job. I get paid for this, but thanks for your concern. Your ass needs to go out and mind your business. And then he blocked me because apparently it was too much for him. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't take the heat, leave your stupid comments out the kitchen. And on that note, I almost had a good ending there. We're going to wrap up the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Um, if you have a second, please go leave a review uh, and rate my podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. I've been seeing so many more reviews, so thank you so, so much for doing that. I appreciate it. If you haven't done it, go do it. It helps me look good to all the Bravo liberties I want to get on this show. Don't forget to follow me at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A on Instagram and TikTok. Make sure you show Believe some love at Believe Network and Believe Lifestyle on Instagram. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, babe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.